Welcome back to Locked Women's Basketball. You are listening to episode 16 of our WNBA Retrospect series, a historical look back at the greatest draft prospects in league history. Today we'll discuss Asia Wilson. Before Wilson was a back-to-back WNBA champion and the best player on the planet, arguably, but it's pretty consensus at this point. She started at South Carolina under Don Staley. We'll dive into our pre-draft scouting report on Wilson, her draft grade, and more. Locked Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome, welcome, you're Women's Basketball. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. My name is Hunter Cruz. I'm your Saturday host covering the NBA draft and prospect scouting. I'm joined by co-host M. Mather and Lincoln Schaefer. M covers the WNBA with a focus on player development and the game within the game. Lincoln is our biomechanics guru and contributes to WNBA draft coverage at the next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Our conversation subject today is South Carolina's Asia Wilson. Over her four seasons in college, she was a four-time All-American, a one-time national champion, and averaged an an absurd 22.6 points and 11.8 rebounds in under 30 minutes per game as a senior. Um, I'll give the floor to you, M. What made Asia just so special as a prospect? Everything. I mean, what what didn't? I mean, honestly... Hunter, can you name to me something that Asia did in college that you would like that was even remotely below average for a center? Like anything? No. No. There was nothing. I mean Nope, nope. There's there there is literally nothing. And it's <laughs> it is not only like the the progression over time is kind of funny, right? And you kind of get these We've talked about this before, how I guess sort of fun, sort of challenging it is to evaluate players in different contexts. When you start off with Asia, you know, she's coming off the bench as a freshman, despite being like far and away the best player on her team at that point. Uh, you know, if it works, it works. And she just wrecks havoc, you know, every time there. And she pretty much plays a traditional sort of five sense, but you can see there's a lot of skill flowing there. She's still doing a hell of a lot of passing, um, just sort of big, big passing around of the interior in a way that you. You know, I, I would say in a way that was kind of comparable to the way we saw it with BG, which is, you know, it's not active playmaking, but like for a center commanding doubles and passing around them, it's it's real value added. And then as, you know, time goes on, the next year she is basically starting at the five or at like, like, like the four and a half. She plays like the offensive four, the defensive five. And there's a lot that just goes. It's just like she just gets the reins to everything. Everything's great. Junior year, the offense sort of starts becoming what we've seen the past couple years of South Carolina, which we've talked about in this pod before. I won't get into that. And then senior year, it's the same, except she's now taller than everyone else. So it's kind of different contexts. You see different skills. Lincoln, what what were the biggest things that you saw in terms of the different uh, sort of skills that popped up over time that made her more interesting than your average good center? Yeah, the first thing it takes about 30 seconds of watching Asia to realize that she's a special athlete for a 6'4", 6'5", big. 
she moves so fluidly and so smoothly. She can drive both ways. She is kind of just a wizard from the high post. If you put her at the elbow or at the free throw line, it's just it's it's a bucket. It, she's scoring the ball. Um, but the like you mentioned, this, one of the things that really sets her apart from other dominant post scorers is the, that passing. She never averaged more than like 1.7 assists per game at South Carolina, but she really is adding value, passing out of double teams, um, making skip passes out of post-ups, and like finding teammates and creating good looks. She's lethal from 18 feet and in, really. She doesn't take – I think she takes about 17 threes in four years at South Carolina. Not that important. She's 5 for 12 as a senior, which is very good. <laughs> But the thing that sets her apart is uh, the athleticism and the passing to me. She's so quick. She can, like, just get by any one-on-one -on -one defender. She's got an explosive first step at 6'5". Mm -hmm. She's driving baseline out of uh, face-ups. You see, like, flashes of the face-up game that has um, torn WNBA defenses apart for the last five years. But it's just... She's just kind of good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even on top of that, the thing that really helps unlock uh, the opportunities to operate out of the face-up and, and add gravity to the passing is that she's so damn good moving without the ball on the interior, which, again, really hard to find for a center in just the ways, in just the ways that it impacts court gravity you know i think in terms of what you were saying about the the athleticism there were a lot of times in watching her that you know i just saw her running down the floor and then pin someone in quickly finish over them and transition or you see her operate in the half court and for a second i forgot that i was watching the center you know she in that sort of physical way she's a lot like what we saw with lj when she was younger and what do you guys think about the defense for her did you did you guys believe like for me I was impressed with um, four point two stocks to two to two fouls per game which is it's so good it's, it's impressive yeah um, it's that, the defense was good I was impressed with what she did as a help defender I thought um, there's a little bit of versatility being able to come on space she had some some nasty blocks and help uh, in transition as well I was just just like you guys said elite mover and as we're seeing in the W well, and very good defender too. With the defense, there's like flashes where if they're in a zone and she has to slide out to the corner, there's flashes of defending in space one-on-one, -on -one, there's flashes of defending post-ups, and there's just consistent good help defense in the paint. She's blocking a ton of shots. She has great hands in passing lanes, which has also continued into the WNBA. Mm -hmm. she, she's just there, – there's not that much to say about her because it's – it's like an archetype we've seen before, but a player that maximizes every piece of that archetype. There's some small, like, really minuscule issues with the defense where she's overcommitting in some spots, but not quite committing to, to the same degree in other spots. But it's not a concern. The effort is there. The positioning is good. It's just timing and committing, and it's – extremely coachable they're just little weird mistakes mm -hmm. and it's easy to fix she's carrying huge usage offensively and 
is still incredibly efficient. She has like a career 59% true shooting percentage at South Carolina while carrying a 30% usage for three of those four seasons. And playing kind of out of position for half of it. Right. And she's just good. I think in terms of defense, I, I think you're underselling it. I think you're both like extremely underselling it. You know, we could have differing opinions on this, but honestly, the only issue I saw was that, you know, she just seemed to be a bit, be a little bit slow recovering on pick and rolls and space or pick and pops just in general, which I think is partly because of the scheme. You know, I don't know why you would ask your center to commit to recovering on the pop the same way in college that you would in the W, just considering who's popping with them. I think in terms of what you guys were saying uh, with the space, you know, there is a real benefit to having this era that we're in now with these prospects. And it's, the, you know, of course, the same thing we have today, where if you want to say, you know, I wonder what Asia looks like defending in space, because I don't see it a lot when they play UConn with South Carolina or when they are playing, obviously, Mississippi State. You can go and you say, oh, hey, they had a home and home with Ohio State. Let me see how that went. And you can see Asia having to defend in space for large parts of the game because of how Ohio State plays in transition, because of how they string everyone out in pick and rolls. And look, I didn't have questions about that, but man, I got a lot of answers. She, we do not see a lot of guards who have the ability to step over and flip their hips as well as she was. She mirrored so goddamn well in ISO, even on, you know, mismatches guarding threes. Just the the timing of her help, her switches, her awareness, her communication, everything to me was essentially as perfect as it could get. It was like if you took Sylvia Fells, took away some of the bulk, and gave her some more mobility for the most part. You know, you're trading, you have trade-offs with that, but also, like, you're built from the modern age in the same way. And I think that's why, you know, she she has developed as she's come along in the W as well. But, you know, it's not really hard to see the path from that to back-to-back defensive player of the years. So she's just a 2K build, basically? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it's like, it's like a 2K build if you didn't even care about shooting threes. Right. Good player. So after the break, we'll get into our scouting grade on Asia. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If, you're, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back. I'm your host, Hunter Cruz, and thanks for joining us. Let's get into our scouting grade on Asia, solely based on the film we watch pre-WNBA, taking into account current philosophies now, and then also just schematic um, things we see. But first, for those unfamiliar, we use a baseball-like 2080 scouting scale. A 40 grade is your average WNBA contributor, 45 is a top-end backup, 50 is your average starter, 55 is an above-average starter, 60 is an all-star caliber player, 70s and all WNBA caliber player and 80s reserved for your MVP candidates. I'll turn it to you, M, for your scouting grade on Asia, which is going to be easy. It's going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to looking back at some players, you know, we do some players and it's like, you know, they won an MVP, but wasn't super deserved. Tina Charles. Or, you know, they made a bunch of all WNBA teams 
but you know was that you know more defensive reputation than actual impact you know we're in a day and age when it's asia wilson she's still active we just watched her just dominate her way to a finals mvp you know she's obviously like the correct answer is it's an 80 plus that's not my answer my answer is an eight just like straight up mostly for reasons that relate to seeing her within context of what it was back then you know for me you have to sort of bet on a couple things which have obviously come true to i think go with an eight but i think you know looking at the film and selecting for opponents that are going to play her in ways that you may have questions about like i said with ohio state or just with times that south carolina wants to spread her out more whether that's senior year or sophomore year you can really see just how incredibly advanced the the face-up ability is which i think you know in terms of volume and in terms of getting not only to good shots but getting to great shots and not settling for mid-range shots that might not go in as much you know for me i found that very projectable with her in a way that i think with others you know there's a lot more question about how to do it um and also i think just in terms of thinking about how do skills you know reflect the other and play up each other i think having as insane of a mid-range game as lincoln you mentioned before that for me you know means that you can get to the w in this day and age it means that you have the ability to play in space and because you're so good at the jumper open up the drive in a way that is just completely unguardable and and i i mean we see that at times in south carolina and it's sick and it's what happens so yeah just a just a flat eight on her yeah i i also have an eight grade um the tools are there she's uh incredibly talented and uh she clearly reads the floor well she doesn't get mm -hmm. huge opportunities to show off the mid-range touch that she has but it's it's there it's very obviously there that she's uh, an incredible scorer she's a good passer and a great defender it, there's just what more could you want out of a big it's <laughs> asia wilson is like the prototypical big to put in a modern offense you have space around her and she just creates chaos in a defense and it's 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 points on the board every single time she probably i think because of just bring up that point i think because of her gravity and efficiency and versatility as a scorer is i think in a lot of ways the wnba version of uh nikola Jokic, but not because of the same skill you know people want to compare the skill of passing but the way she affects the floor and just creates so much offense on her own, I think is effectively the same. And it's really cool in that way. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibodies that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can use your customized case and add additional life-saving medications based on your, your, your unique needs. Jace Medical offers customizable for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's needs. Go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. All right, so for segment three, I want to start off by just reading Asia's absurd resume to this point. And reminder, she's still only 27, going on 28 years old, so in the middle of her prime. Okay, she's a two-time WNBA MVP, two-time WNBA champion, 
a back-to-back defensive player of the year winner. She's made the the all WNBA team four times. She's a four-time all-star. She was a one-time national champion in college, a four-time all-American in college, and was the MVP at last year's Super World Cup. And then if it's basketball reference, she's somehow a six-time SEC player of the year. <laughs> we still don't know. Okay, yeah, but um, just absurdity from that point of view. So the I want to number on that is three SEC players of the year, to be fair, which is still incredibly impressive. It's, say, not, that's six. Good. it's not six, but it's it's three, which is <laughs> incredible. So every that's, year she was a that's almost all of them. Yeah, every that's year almost she was a full time starter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Asia's career, you can kind of split it into two segments. Uh, even through just six seasons, the first four seasons with Bill Lambier as the coach, where she takes um, like a total of four three-point attempts for the whole four years. <laughs> and then uh, the two years with Becky Hammond, where her efficiency goes way up, and she's still scoring a ton of points per game, and she's still grabbing rebounds, blocking shots, and getting steals. But that that like that line of demarcation is so clear in looking at her stats, and it's so clear watching the games too. It's you see just how much more space she has to operate with. Yeah, to sort of go a little farther on what you were saying, you know, it's to say that her efficiency improves is a little bit of an understatement. She goes from the mid seventy percent. She's basically like. At, at the tail end of the top uh, quartile in scoring efficiency to, you know, like the top five, not, not percentiles, just, you know, of the <laughs> entire league. There is actually one thing to point out is there is actually a slight demarcation in the Bill era, which is which was frustrating for everyone who watched at the time, which is for one year, this Cambage is not there. And we have the wobble. And Lincoln, do you know what Asia does that year? Uh, is that the first MVP? Yes, it is. Everyone hated the fact that they, again, went back to Liz the year after. Maybe some people didn't at the time, but it was still annoying to watch her play the four instead of the five, as good as she was. Uh, again, you know, there is just... It's, it's really it's hard also, to, to summarize what happened yeah, she's, in the past couple of years. Like, playing the four, she's the best, one of the best fours in the game. She's averaging 19 points and eight rebounds per game under Bill Lambier. She wins an MVP. <laughs> She's still an incredibly good basketball player, but she just makes that leap when she's put into a more modern system, starts playing less with another traditional five, and just goes from like 46% from the field to 52. And just, it's, <laughs> and that number goes up again in the 2023 season. <laughs> and, She's just an awesome basketball player who's good at everything you want her to be good at and is fun. And she's a great personality, too. Asia Wilson oh, yeah. is the league good has never basketball. had then yeah, the league has never had a more charismatic face mm-hmm. and just a better person for people to look at and look up to. And you know, just just to reiterate on that point about how good she was early on despite the system, Asia Wilson, you know pretty strong MVP winner in 2020 leads the aces to the one seed the aces that season their starting lineup was Asia <clears throat> sorry I should go one two five it was a uh, Lindsay Allen Kayla McBride uh 33 year old coming off of injury 
Angel McCautry, Asia Wilson, and Carolyn Swords. Carolyn Swords, who played so well that uh, <laughs> that one very notable basketball analyst uh, at one point in that season stopped referring to her by name and only tweeted about her as redacted. Who was brought out of retirement to play on that team. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that point. Thanks, you. <laughs> but, the, but, yeah, like, the, the, she's pretty no. inarguably, almost inarguably after this postseason where she averaged 24 and 12 like the best player in the world Mm -hmm. it's i i don't know how else you can like if you watch basketball and you don't love watching asia wilson i question a lot of things (laughs) and there's you know there are parts of her game that i think even talking about her dominance the way that we have the past couple minutes like it's true it's what happened but it also i think almost almost does a disservice to the fact that she has continued getting better basically every year, not just because of system changes, but, you know, we talked about the back-to-back defensive players of the year before, you know, two years ago when she won that first one, you know, there was a fair argument, I think, you know, I personally didn't vote for her for that. Um, No qualms against winning it, but I had Stewie just because of the help defense, because, you know, Asia, especially under Bill, who just did not have a lot of good help defenses that he was coaching, Back then, you know, someday he'll pay for his crimes against basketball over the past couple of years of his career. But anyway, you know, Asia got better as that season went on. And by the end of the season, you know, was was that level. It didn't start that way. And then this season, again, she comes into the year being that good, that that very good. And it's super impressive what she's able to do on sort of the high volume that she has to do it at. But it's not as impactful, let's say, as, you know, someone like, you know, this is a an unfair comp, but like someone like Sylvia Fowles, who did the same volume, but to an even greater degree of deterrence. And then again, as this season goes along, you have Asia going from, you know, great volume, very good effectiveness to again, by the end of the season in game four of the finals, you literally see her at times preventing JJ from getting a touch in the post and then sort of stunting out and making sure that Benajah Laney can't get a shot off eight feet from the rim and then getting back to John Quell to make sure a shot doesn't get off again. It is, un- I, we have not had any player since I think Sylvia Fowles' prime was able to do things close to this. Yeah, and no disrespect to Syl, she's not the offensive player that Asia is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's just, it's, Asia is just an incredibly fun basketball player and also incredibly good, which is my favorite mm-hmm. combination. <laughs> and at this point in time, honestly, I think probably inarguably one of the 10 best players in league history. I haven't gone through an exact list, but that sounds right. Yeah. Maybe on the lower end. I'll take another MVP. Two-time MVPs, finals MVPs, two-time DPOIs. (laughs) Especially under two completely different systems (laughs) uh, and adapting seamlessly as the focal point of both. I think on that note, we do have one more thing we like to do on this show. That's correct. Do you have any more, do you have any comparisons for, you know, when you're watching A's as a prospect, how you would give a comp to what she looked like. Yeah. uh, The only comparison that I have uh, comes courtesy of the research feature from our friends at Her Hoop Stats, um, where I um, looked at Asia's stats in college and um, gave them a bit of uh, a dumbing down to put into the system to make it a little more realistic. And um, 
using that where you um, qualify having a high usage rate, getting a lot of rebounds, scoring at a high rate, and um, getting a lot of steals and blocks, the first option that I uh, came up with through that is a more efficient, better scoring version of Lisa Leslie. <laughs> so that's the only comparison that I have. For reference, for those of you listening at home, Lisa Leslie, <laughs> widely considered one of like, probably the dead-on like third best defensive player in league history. Yeah, just one of the best players. That was in league a three-time MVP, despite despite you know <laughs> good but not excellent efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's not even wrong though. No, it's not. I mean, you can go back and watch Lisa Leslie, and it actually makes complete sense if you look at that. I didn't think of that. That's yeah. good. Um, I have one, I actually have a couple of to to span the errors and get us out of here with. Yeah, let's um, go. As I alluded to before, in terms of that, the killer driving ability and how it opens up everything else, and just you know looking at someone and being like, ah, yes, a perfect rim protector. To me, this is you know in terms of the more like scientific comp, this is. To me, LJ, if you traded off uh, the incredible volume three-point shooting for more mobility, you know, LJ is not killing people with, you know, um, with the drives. It's more as a compliment. It's more as an off-ball uh, spot-up action, and the, as opposed to Asia, you know, being able to handle from the key and get downhill. And the same thing on defense, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, maybe a more relatable one is uh, Asia. To me, is just exactly what people wanted BG to be as a prospect, but wasn't. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to our episode on uh, BG and Linda Deladon and Skylar Diggins Smith if you're curious what that means. But yeah. as always, thank you for joining us on this Saturday edition of Locked on Women's Basketball. We'll be joined next week once again by Lincoln, myself, and Hunter. We'll be talking about Brianna Stewart, who you may have heard of. She was a pretty good basketball player at one point in time and who was the number one pick and actually the draft before Asia's in 2016. We'll be talking about her. The draft before, but yeah. That's correct, because we'll get to Kelsey Plum two weeks later. So we, we will we, we'll get to Stewie, number one pick that year, and uh, a couple, maybe a couple other UConn players she was drafted with who also turned out to be pretty good at some point in time or another. Thank you for listening, yeah. and have a great day.